Hey, welcome to Lightning Rounds, the most interesting and rare podcast that you will ever listen to. It's kind of like the Sasquatch, or Nessie, and Hobbits. <laughs> it's so rare that, when was the last time we recorded a podcast? It was so long ago that I wasn't even there yeah. for it. <laughs> <laughs> In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, culture, and life, and you, listener, get the opportunity to ask us honest questions and get honest responses from us, your hosts. I'm one of the hosts, Zach, and to my right, I am Andrew. Hello out there. The resident theologian. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> he takes all the tough questions. I failed Greek and Hebrew in the one year of Bible college that I attended. And it wasn't even accredited. <laughs> but dude, well, that's one year of Greek that I don't have. There you go. So really take stock of what I say today yes. and really take it to heart. Well, we have an extremely special guest today with us. Him and his wife both run a photography business. He's also the papa of two awesome kids. And he can practically impersonate anybody that I know. <laughs> Why don't you welcome with us, Hollow, don't ask about his name, Kobo! Yeah. Hollow, how are you doing today? I'm alive, breathing. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> got your coffee? I got my coffee brewed You're here welcome. locally from the mountains of Kilimanjaro it came. <laughs> Source from the <laughs> locally sourced from Kilimanjaro. We're on location right now. Yeah. Mm. Wearing the beanie, all black attire. Always. It's 90 degrees out. <laughs> it's 90 degrees. <laughs> it's really hot. I own shorts now. Uh, I'm a new man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Would you say a new man? Um, you know, a Neu- Neumann <laughs> is correct. But yes, a new man. In the Greek. In the no. Greek. In the Greek. Yeah. I actually I went to basketball last week with some shorts. And uh, <laughs> Brendan Sorry, McPeak, your resident worship leader, looks at me and he goes, Dude, where'd you get the white leggings? <laughs> I practically went home and nailed a three, and then I was like, Yeah, it's one for ten. So I went home in shame because of my basketball skills and my white legs. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, let, let those babies breathe yeah. once in a while. So, yeah, just a lot of black. That's what I wear. Uh, to offset the white. It's actually because I'm colorblind. People always ask this. Yeah, when you're colorblind, matching colors doesn't work. Yeah, black always works together. Black and white's really in, in style right now, though. I think it's always everyone's house. <laughs> everyone's houses. That's true. Everyone's houses are black and white. That's true. Instagram, the algorithm shows me a lot of black and white houses. So. Mm. Or as as we think they're black and white. I don't know. The whole colorblind thing. Yeah, no, I see in color. Just, okay. <laughs> Slightly ruined color. Yeah. Ruined? <laughs> yeah, just look at my Instagram and be like, why is that sky purple? <laughs> why is the grass brown when it's green? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, peanut butter. Thought peanut butter was green my whole life. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Are you serious? Till about two that. years ago. I was like, yeah, it's like peanut butter green. And my wife's like, peanut butter is not green, it's brown. <laughs> I was like, it is? <laughs> okay, good to All know. Right. I think the greater miracle, do you eat peanut butter? Yeah. The I'm fact that you would eat, eat it. green, something that <laughs> nasty, smearing on a piece of bread. Green is a, it's my favorite color. <laughs> For all I know, brown is my favorite color, though, because I really don't know which is which. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm a photographer full time. Uh, Let me color your photos, so, everybody. Give me a discount. 
<laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it, my wife does great because I don't touch the colors. Yeah. You guys are definitely an awesome team at that. Yeah. So. But mm. you finally made it here on Lightning Rounds. I know we've talked a lot about having you on. Hollow's probably like one of our best friends. One of our favorite people yeah. for sure. So having him on today is a real treat. I'm also a big fan of the podcast. <laughs> I I listen to this nonstop. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Continually? I had to put a, you to sleep at night? Oh, no. We, we had a road trip through the night from Escondido to Big Sur in March. Oh, wow. And it was, yeah, six-hour drive through the night. Our wedding ended at 10 p.m. The elopement the next day started at 9 a.m. And drove through the night. And I listened to your podcast the whole way. In wow. fact, I think I heard one twice because I was like, that's so good. And like... <laughs> I'm like driving through like cow fields and just like listening to you guys talking. I was like, man. And then I'm like, wait, these guys are my friends. Like, <laughs> I, was, I almost forgot. Like, wait, I know are, these guys. These guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking they're about. As smart as they sound. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Anyways, well, excited to be here. You had, if you had the choice, I'm glad that between cows and listening to our. <laughs> podcast that you chose us over staring at cows that's true well i was so. driving I probably keep my eyes on the road <laughs> it was dark <laughs> it was it was 4 a.m <laughs> driving through so san luis Obispo. <laughs> i don't even know dude they were trash cans yeah <laughs> i have the heart to tell you <laughs> you're not colorblind you just can't see <laughs> i was spotting those uh, raccoons <laughs> It's going to be a good episode. This is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow, we're super happy to have you here today. And, um, you know, speaking of basketball and such, we're just going to kind of segue into our segment of the day. Are those words like connected segue and segment? Segway, segment. Is it, does a segment Se- segue into segments? Segments? Multiple? How many segues does it take to get to a segment? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Well, seg in the Greek means part. So segway is a part way. A part way. Seg is egg yeah. with an S. Who even knows how words are made? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, this segment that we're going to be talking about today is a segment that I kind of just came up with and looked up some funny, awkward, kind of like sports out there in the world. And this one, this segment's called, Is This Really a Sport? I can't wait. So we're going to go, we're going to share <laughs> off reading some of these sports and the description of them. And we're going <laughs> to give you a little commentary uh, on these. Okay, we'll start with Andrew because the first one uh, is amazing. I can't even say it out loud. <laughs> This is so disgusting. So this is, is this really a sport? Is this really a sport? Part one. Step one. Step one? <laughs> Step one? It's like a, a cook show? Step one. First, you go to Julianne. Here, peppers. Okay. First one is toe wrestling. Play- <laughs> This is so nasty because I can just you have feet phobia too. I do. I hate feet. They're so gross. You sweat nine <laughs> gallons out of your feet. Like that's disgusting. Okay. Well, how often? <laughs> <laughs> Every day? <laughs> Yearly? I don't know. That's a lot. You stop okay. reading the stat at that. Okay. Toe wrestling. Players attempting. Players attempt to pin down their opponent's toe for three seconds. <laughs> Players play with their bare feet, alternating between their left and right feet. And play the best of three rounds. Oh, 
It's my worst nightmare. Like, <laughs> well, Zach and I have actually been doing that under the table yeah. <laughs> this whole time. Oh. <laughs> we're who's <laughs> winning? What round are you in? It's, it's, a, it's a stalemate. <laughs> Certainly smells stale. <laughs> like, oh, oh, wow. That's disgusting. Oh, man. <clears throat> Ugh, blech. All right. Why don't you go next, Hollow? All right. Chess boxing. <laughs> Competitors play 11 alternating rounds of chess and boxing for three minutes each. The first person to checkmate the other or knock the <laughs> opponent out wins. This little-known sport has fans in Germany, India, <coughs> Russia, and the UK. <coughs> All right. I know I would lose both because my mind <laughs> and my stamina are both just, uh, yeah. So yeah. this is like a sport where like for three minutes you play chess against each other and when the three minutes are done, you start wailing you on, on you each other. You go in the ring. <laughs> you start frowning on each other. You just start punching each other. Oh, man. It doesn't surprise me that this sport has fans in Russia. No, one of not at all. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't do this because Germany, India, Russia, and UK, that's like your heritage. That's where you're from. <laughs> not Indian. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything else. Everything else. The only thing on there is German. Ger- uh, well, you look like you can come from the other places. <laughs> oh. oh, man. It's a, it's a test of both the mind and the body. There you go. There you go. I, I like it. Way to go, Germany. India, well, so Russia, is toe wrestling. India. I mean, <laughs> takes a lot of manpower. There's a lot of mental strength just to put your toe, interlock your toes. With <laughs> oh, another man. <laughs> with another man. Like, do you shave your <laughs> It's like swimming, shave? yeah. Do you shave your toes? Like How for, hairy are your well, toes? Well, to make it more streamlined or something? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like you shave your legs when you swim. You shave your toe. Only the big toe. Only the big toe. Because what if you put... <laughs> That's actually part of the strategy. You pull the other hairs <laughs> off your opponent. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get back to number okay, three. We're going to go to number, number three. three. I'm going to read off number three. <laughs> we're just going to keep going back to toe wrestling. I think <laughs> you can't stop. <laughs> that shouldn't have been number one. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number three. <laughs> Okay, number three. Man versus horse marathon. (laughs) This marathon began as a way to settle an argument in 1979. (laughs) Okay. When Welsh locals wondered who would win a marathon, a horse or a man. Ever since... This is really... Ever since then, an annual... Wow. Annual 22-mile marathon is held in Welsh town Wales with both men and horses running. Men have won on two occasions, oh but it is usually the horse that emerges as victors. <laughs> if a human wins, they're eligible to win a $40,000 cash prize. Wow. Man versus horse. <laughs> versus horse. <laughs> what kind of argument do you need to get in where you're like, you know what? A horse will win, and I'll prove it. <laughs> Let's go outside. Right now. You and me. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like there's so 22 much Twenty-two miles <laughs> outside. You and me outside now. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm wondering. Like, there's so much history that tells us that horses are better than people. <laughs> like, it's not the human express; it's the Pony Express. <laughs> like, we didn't send a guy running across the country. Well, we did. The used to be. <laughs> well, yeah, but then we figured it out way before 1979. <laughs> like, yeah, that's and then I like 
if they win, they're eligible for $40,000. they are not guaranteed. I mean, aren't we all eligible? But You could possibly win. It's like in uh, Jingle All the Way. You might get a Turbo Man doll. Shiny red ball. That's your dance princess. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I think... I, I don't know whether to be surprised at this part or surprised that men have won on two occasions. I think that was the most that's, surprising part. That's amazing. You know, you know, it's it wasn't women. Women are too smart to know that. It's the guys that like, oh, am I smarter than a horse? <laughs> exactly. I got this. I bet I could beat it. I wonder what all the wives do during this time. They're just like, my husband. <laughs> what if the new Tesla went by manpower instead of horsepower? <laughs> 7,000 manpower. <laughs> Uh, all right, number four. Number four, Andrew. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Red, the Redneck Games. <laughs> Held in East Dublin. Did you plan this? Like, What? No, I didn't. Okay. Georgia, uh, held in East Dublin, Georgia, every summer since 1996, this athletic event involves unique sports you might not usually see in any other sporting context. Some of the events include toilet seat tossing. <laughs> <laughs> Seed spitting, mud belly flops, armpit serenades, <laughs> and dumpster diving. <laughs> Sounds like my house at Easter. <laughs> Jesus is alive. <laughs> Throw that thing, chuck that seat. <laughs> what else are you going to do with an old toilet seat? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hang it up on the wall. <laughs> Just toss it. Seed <laughs> <Scene> spitting. <laughs> Mud belly flop, armpit serenades. That would be wonderful to listen to. I mean, if you have the ability to tweak your armpit in such a way to get different notes, I mean, that's something to be celebrated. Yeah. Play the saxophone, the trumpet, <laughs> and the armpit. Oh. <laughs> there you go. All right, number five. Hello? All right. Giant, oh, <clears throat> giant pumpkin kayaking. It's kind of self-explanatory. People sit in a giant carved-out pumpkin and race around a lake. <laughs> how small are these people? Or, or how, how big, big is this pumpkin? pumpkin? Like, I think the world's biggest pumpkin is, I don't know. I didn't know pumpkins float. But Me neither. This year, after harvest. We're <laughs> it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Exactly. Have you not seen it? you got to be out of your gourd to, oh. <laughs> to be competing in this one. I'm really pumped about this one. <laughs> Get your nearest of kin, pump them up, going in the pumpkin. It's so weird. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> wow. the, the last one. The Sorry. last one is amazing. Why don't you read it, Andrew? I feel like this, oh, is, man. this is you, right? Okay. Competitive worm charming. <laughs> I can't read it. It's competitive. Okay. It's competitive. Worm charming is a sport in which participants attempt to lure as many earthworms out of the ground as possible within a predefined time frame. There are many kinds of techniques that can be used, so I bet. However, the most common one is to simply tap the ground rhythmically until the worms begin to emerge. I feel like that's part of Redneck Games. That, that, that probably should be. I feel like Herod in the Bible needed this. He was eaten by worms, wasn't he? He needed to know how to charm them, or they wouldn't have eaten his body. Maybe he was too charming. <laughs> too charming. Found such warmth. that sparkly coat. 
That is so weird. I wonder what kind of rhythm they wow. like. Wow. Depends they, they on what just, part of the world they're from. Ah, uh, it's true. Where you know German. what they tap? They just tap. Celebrate, <laughs> Jesus, celebrate. <laughs> what song do they tap to? to That's get what I'm words? wondering. Jingle bells? Uh, be I like, don't know. I don't know. Well, it de- maybe depending on the region that they're from. So, mm. just you know, German. It's more of like a clog slapping sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clog. That's really how much we talk about Germany on this podcast. We it's do. so weird. <laughs> Are we called? To Are there that? any listeners worldwide? Have you? I don't know if we pulled wow. anyone. I don't think so. If you're listening worldwide, let us know. <laughs> just. Throw up a hand. If you're slapping clogs out there, <laughs> just send us an email. Uh, like Africa well, is more like a rhythmic drum, yeah, know, kind of a thing. Mm. Um, I think a lyre. Was that was that really high pitched from India? That guitar thing. Oh, sitar. Sitar. No, mm. is that right? I don't know. Sitar. That sounds like a sitar. mythical beast, or is that a centaur? Well, that's a centaur. Well, that's, centaur. Okay. <laughs> that's the one-eyed. <laughs> That's the horse man, isn't it? That's a bull. Oh. No, no, the half man, half horse. Oh, you're right. That's a centaur. Wow. That's that's man versus horse. (laughs) They both win. That's if they're running in the same direction. (laughs) And they collide. They collide. You become a centaur. Man. Wow. Horse. (laughs) That is. Is this really a sport? That was great. That was a good one. Man, was By the way, Zach won the third round of toe wrestling right now. <laughs> I am the toe champion. <laughs> I totally won. Uh, oh, this is so gross. Okay. <clears throat> that was fun. That was. That was fun. <laughs> that was great. I had a great really time. <laughs> chess boxing. I think, I think we're ready for if a you round had of chess to, boxing. Let's say this. If yeah. you had to do one of those six okay. and, and like train physically to win this thing mm. which 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 of those six sports would you choose mm. man versus horse <laughs> <laughs> i just feel like there's actually like you train to run a marathon faster than a horse they're, they're horse <laughs> <laughs> faster than a horse like there's some health benefits to it like this guy's been running At other than like shape, yeah you get in okay. shape like and you could win forty thousand. You're eligible to win forty thousand dollars. Like, what good is throwing a toilet seat far get you? I well, don't know. Respect. <laughs> In East Dublin, Georgia, every summer since '96. <laughs> Which one would you feel like you'd be naturally good at, though? Oh gosh. Oh man. Just like that, you're you have an affinity towards at this moment. I would say seed spitting. I love chewing uh, <laughs> sunflower seeds. Is like my. I, I love doing that. I think worm charming. <laughs> Just <laughs> I got oh away with the worms. <laughs> I don't know. They call you the worm whisperer. <laughs> I hate feet. There's no way I'm trying to run. I hate running. Um, I don't think I'd fit inside a giant pumpkin, no matter how giant it was. <laughs> worms freak me out. I guess I'm going chess boxing. I could see you doing that. I could see. I could uh, see you doing redneck games too. And redneck games. I mean, I've done those since 1996. <laughs> <laughs> you guys haven't. You guys don't do that every year, East Dude, Georgia. Take that. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, now we get to go into the more serious uh, 
Will it be serious? I don't know. We can't promise. <laughs> promises. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best. No, we're getting into the honest questions section of our podcast. So here we go. I'm pretty sure there's some cool music playing right now. Worm <laughs> Some rhythmic tapping. <laughs> question number one these were sent in from um people on our instagram so that's a little plug too if you want to send us in a question feel free to find us on instagram and send us in one there question numero uno it's a long one <laughs> is first thessalonians 5 16 through 18 meant to be taken literally can i rejoice always Pray without ceasing and give thanks in everything if that is God's will for my life. If not, what does this verse mean? And if so, what practical steps can I take to integrate these things more into my daily living? I'm just going to say off the top that our listeners are way smarter than us. This question is so profound. <laughs> can yes. I? <clears throat> Yeah. Should we read the verse? Read it. So the, the verse they're quoting is... No, we uh, need to read it. Okay. We all know. <laughs> Just guess. Being the theologians we are. You be out there and guess. Okay. <laughs> so rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That is the verse that they're quoting from. Well, hollow? <laughs> I'm the guest. Our guest. <laughs> Our guest always goes first. Ah. Uh, so are we going to go through this bullet point? Yeah, sure. Let's tackle it one point at a time. Um, is it meant to be taken literally? Let's let's tackle that. Are they meant to be taken literally? What do they What do they mean if they are? What does I mean, it look like? I think so. I think it is to be taken literally. Um, <clears throat> but understanding like a little deeper than that, you know, rejoice always. Doesn't mean like your friends like, hey man, like I'm going through this right now, and you're like, that's awesome. <laughs> yes, I'm so stoked. You are going through this trial. Like Bible says, rejoice. But I think in every circumstance, you know, knowing what God has for us, knowing the promises He's laid out for us, knowing the future that we have as yeah. believers, we can rejoice uh, in that season of life. You know, being a dad, um, I love my kid at all times, even when my child is driving me crazy. You know, I don't cease to love them. And I think it's kind of the same thing in trials and, and periods of our life where we're not sure what's going on. We can still rejoice constantly. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, not only rejoicing in happy things, but in those sorrows as well, we can rejoice because one, we know that God uses these things in our life. Yeah. And not that we're joyous that they're happening, but but we can know like something good is going to come out of this. And, yeah. you know, they say to... to to find out the future, look to the past. And I look at so many times in my life where I was in a trial or something really crazy and I just look back in that and I see how God used that in my life to mold me into who I am today and see the good that's come out of it. So I can go into trials knowing, hey, I've been through trials before and God has made me a better man because of it. Yeah, yeah. What would you say on that on that phrase, Andrew? Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Um, yeah, I, I think the context he's, he's talking about 
um, this is God's will for us. So if we're ever wondering, like, God, what is your will for me in my life? God wants us to, to rejoice. Um, but it doesn't mean that, like the Hall was saying, we, we neglect actual other emotions that are coming in and we just kind of push those down and just cover them up with, with rejoicing. But <clears throat> like you said, there, there's appropriate emotions for appropriate context. Like if there's a somber moment, like it's, it, it's not, you'd be a clinging symbol in brass if you're coming in with like this joyful, like rah, exuberance in a time where people are grieving. Mm -hmm. So like joy is just as much as important as grieving. Like you, you have to grieve things. The Bible says rejoice yeah. with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Right. Exactly. It's a sign so of love. Yeah, yeah. But I think like you're saying, there are times where, um, we, we, in the circumstances that we're in, ultimately we know that heaven is the end and that's our destiny and that's where we're headed. And so I can rejoice knowing that God gives us, God, God wins the victory ultimately. And so, um, it doesn't mean that we're fake people. We don't experience grief. We don't deal with our emotions in a real way and we just cover it up with just happiness and, and all of that. But we do have, um, this joy that comes from somewhere else, despite the circumstances, a joy in the hope of, of heaven, a joy in the hope of the Lord. So, um, Paul made it a point too to say like, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, mm. no, it wasn't Paul, yeah. but whoever said rejoice in the Lord. And again, rejoice in the Lord. Like, um, and this is written to a group of people like that were going through like immense change and crazy circumstances. They're going through times of like persecution and Paul saying, we need to rejoice. Like we need to, we need to find joy in the fact that God is King. And ultimately he's the one who's going to win, um, in the end. So, um, yeah, but I don't think that it means that we just, we don't deal with emotions that, that we're really going through, mm -hmm. but I do think it's, it is, um, an exhortation to those who are normally more on the downcast, it would say like, Hey, rejoice in the Lord, like find joy in Jesus. Like don't always allow that emotion to drive you to somewhere you're not supposed to be. The joy of the Lord always picks us up out of any circumstance, yeah. you know? And so, um, I would say, yes, it is something that we're to take literally and that we're rejoicing always, but it doesn't mean that we're crazy, weird, smiling at, the death of, yeah. of the, you know, of the innocent or whatever. So, yeah. right. Yeah. We did a, actually, you know, at Refuge Young Adults, we did a study through Proverbs and we talked about wisdom and emotions and mm. talked about how emotions should never um, control us. Um, but they, we are given them by God and, and we do see that God is an emotional God in scripture. Um, but that we're called to steward our emotions. They're kind of like, uh, those check engine lights, those flares that kind of let you know what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's our kind of our, our duty to, uh, to steward that, to hopefully lead that to deeper trust in the Lord or, or into like this is to, to rejoice. And, and I like that it, you know, we, we see that difference between joy and happiness and joy being beyond circumstances. Mm -hmm. It's not based in circumstances. Um, you know, you, and maybe you're listening to this and you're like, how you're thinking that, like what you guys are talking about, like, how can I rejoice if I'm 
going through a really tough time? How can I rejoice always? And I think it's because even though our circumstances change around us, God doesn't change. Mm. He doesn't change. And because He doesn't change and our hope and our joy is rooted and anchored in Him, therefore we can, like you said, Hollow, mm. we, know, we know the end. We can rejoice because we know that God wins at the end, though it, we might not know what the rest of today may look like or tomorrow may look like or the rest of this year may look like we can have we have a confident hope in God and a joy in the Lord because we we understand that um, that uh, he's working everything out for good I think of like how James um, writes in chapter one and he says count it all joy my brethren when you meet trials of various kinds mm-hmm. and I at first I remember first reading that verse and I'm like James you are so stupid for <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, please. You know, I, at that time, I remember I was going through a really, I had just moved out here to California. Um, I was getting kicked out of my first um, apartment that I was living in. Uh, and it was a wild time of like, I had no idea where I was going to live. And then like, and the Lord like gave me this verse and was like, and, and I was like, really? Mm. Count it all joy when I fall into various trials. How can I count? How can I rejoice always in the trial? Mm-hmm. And like, but you read on in this passage, and you see the and and James gives us the answer. He says, because the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, mm-hmm. and when steadfastness has its full effect, you will be perfect and complete. And lacking nothing. And the reason why, and what God even showed me, how I can rejoice always, even in the trial, is because that the testing of my faith is meant to produce something in my life. Mm-hmm. That trial is meant to, though it is crushing, there's something greater that is going to come out of the out of the other end of it. Where James says here, you're going to be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. So the result of this trial is greater than the suffering. I think Paul even wrote that in Romans 8. He says, I, I, I don't consider these sufferings worthy to be compared to the glory that is awaiting me. And so we're able to rejoice in that. Like um, I wrote, I wrote this verse down in Nehemiah 8:10. It says, "The joy of the Lord is our strength." And the thing about joy is, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's choosing to rejoice. Mm. It's choosing, though, though what's in front of us may not, may be beyond our control. That we're choosing, like we we read in here, this is God's will. We're choosing to step into. To God's will. We're choosing to rejoice in this. It's not like this is God's will. You better do it. Or like you're yeah. programmed to rejoice always and be this robot that doesn't feel any emotion. But this is God's will in a sense of we're invited into this greater blessing. Yeah. We're invited into this greater blessing. God's like, hey, and I, this is a word for me today. I had a really rough morning. Okay. Um, I won't even go into it, Tell but I got like, <laughs> Tell us all about it. I got home really late last night from a wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, hilarious wedding. <laughs> I was telling Andrew's story about it. I won't get into that because if you want to hear this story, come up and find me and I'll tell you the story. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> but 
<laughs> this is a great story. Anyways, I got home super late. Le wedding was super far away. Got home super late. Woke up and I was just like, there's the day hit me of like things that I needed to get done, things that were going wrong. I was focusing so much on on what was wrong and the fact that I had to get up really early and I was tired and I was like, ah. Oh. God reminded me like, Zach, I mean, first of all, you run, reminded me like, get in the word. Like, have you spent time with me this morning? And I was like, no. And so like, just reading his word brought so much peace. But like, and this is what, it, the point that I'm getting at is God's inviting us to step into his will. Mm -hmm. This isn't like, you have to, you know, this is like, you must do these things, but rather he's inviting us to step into greater joy and greater blessing. And for me, like with this part of that verse, it's like, hey, if you choose joy, your day is going to be a lot better. Yeah, for sure. If you don't, you know? Yeah. And the the Greek tense of it is... Give it us is, the Greek tense. I'm going to give you the Greek tense. Because give it to I worked all morning on this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My so, Greek. The I got Greek a Greek tense. guy. We have a Greek guy on the yeah. podcast. So if you're like, is this something that I'm supposed to take literally as like, I'm supposed to do this. The Greek tense is it's present and it's active and it's with the, the, the mood in which it's written and it's like, this should be something we're doing now. So this is God's will for us right now. And this is the activity that God wants us to enter into. But like you're saying, there is a choice. So like to answer that, like, yeah. It is something that we should take literally. Even when the Bible uses figurative language, we should take that mm -hmm. liter literally. Literally that it is figurative language, you know. Mm. So when the Bible talks about um, uh, when Paul exaggerates, like he's exaggerating, we should take that literally in the sense that he's exaggerating. You know, same thing. So when this is talking about rejoicing in the Lord always and and perhaps he's he, you know, you could read this and be like, how, like, this seems like an exaggeration or it seems like, is it an impossibility? Should I even take this literally? If, if you start saying like, no, we can't take this part literally, or we can't take that part literally in the Bible, that's when things get weird. But we have to understand the Bible is written and made up of words. So like what part of speech are these written in? Mm -hmm. How is it written? What's the mood and the tense of it? Because that will give me the full picture of the meaning of it. So if... Maybe they are using figurative language. Um, like when Paul talks about the tongue, the tongue is, is like a rudder. Is it really the rudder of a ship? No, it's figurative language. He's using types and likes in order to communicate through words without pictures. So um, when we read this and it's in this kind of tense and it's something to be present, it's something that's available and it's supposed to be um, God's will for us now, not just in the future. So this is God's will for us right now if we choose to walk in it. And like mm -hmm. you said, you can choose to walk in God's will today or not. Um, but your day's going to go a lot different. Yeah. God still loves you. Yeah. He still loves you like passionately and that's never changed, but yeah. I think it's also different. helpful to look at the end of the verse where it says, for this is the will of God. Keyword being in Christ. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. <laughs> for the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Not, not the will of God from, but in Christ Jesus where we're doing this alongside him. He's, mm. He's allowing us to get through this where it's not like he says, hey, go rejoice. I know you're struggling with that. But God is mm -hmm. there. You know, we get to do this in Christ Jesus, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it does. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so what about, and you know, moving on to that next part of the verse, praying without ceasing. <laughs> praying without ceasing. You got a funny, you got a funny little uh, I do. story on this one. Andy. Okay. So I do. I was telling Zach this morning. So. <laughs> I used to work with a guy who read this verse and took it 
like we're saying, literally praying without ceasing. So while we were having a conversation, he'd be praying for me, like moving his lips and like, <laughs> like and praying. And I could see his lips moving and I'm like, right, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? I thought I kept cutting him off. And he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm like, what are you, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm, I'm praying, you know, praying for you. Bible says pray without ceasing. I'm like, yeah, but we're having like a conversation and we have work to do. And like, <laughs> and then he would still do it. I'm like, dude, stop. Like, I can't even, I can't even work with you. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> but it's like, it's so like, I have to move my mouth while I'm, you know, to be praying without ceasing. It drove me nuts. And it actually, we're not even friends anymore. <laughs> Because of this. Because of it. But it, it made for a really difficult work situation. <laughs> like, are you praying or are we actually talking now? So, like, when he would respond, like, was that a prayer? Yeah. Like, are you hoping that I will do the report? Yeah. <laughs> or, or did you? are you praying that happens? Or yeah. are you asking me to do that, you yeah. know? It's so weird. It was one of the weirdest things yeah. I've ever experienced. Praying without ceasing. What do you think, Hall? Is... I mean, what what does that look like? Matthew six six says, "But thou," and I'm going to get out of the the old King James. <laughs> you brought that many Bibles? <laughs> but the, I have so many Bibles. Just uh, you brought your new, your King James and your other one. <laughs> mess around. No, Matthew six six says, "But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you." Like looking at the Bible says what, what it says there, go into your room, close the door. If we were to really take that literally, like pray without ceasing, but he's also given us the command to stay in your room, then we're stuck, <laughs> we're stuck inside, just praying forever. Yeah. 2020 was the greatest time to yeah. take all this literal. We're stuck in our room and we needed a lot of prayer. Um, but I, I think praying without ceasing is being in constant, um, knowing that you're in constant need of God. One, um, you have that mindset of dependence. Mm. Um, two, I have three points, you know, praying <laughs> repeatedly and often. Uh, I think there's so many times where, you know, we have our, you know, our nighttime prayer, like, Jesus, let me not have bad dreams. Amen. You know, uh, that, I pray that, every night. that is my nightly it prayer. Um, you know, we pray for our food. God is good. God is great. You know, puts his food upon the plate. You know, <laughs> it's like, that shouldn't be, I prayed without ceasing right before I ate. Like, good I think food. it's repeatedly good often. Yeah. Good God, let's eat. <laughs> and then lastly, praying without giving up. Um, mm. That's something else. You know, uh, I look at someone who lives and breathes something they're passionate about. Uh, let's say a gym rat, which I am nowhere near. I am not <laughs> really? passionate about working. Really? If you can't tell, I have a six pack. <laughs> if you don't know what I look like, I'm extremely swole. Um, but no, like it. it you know, those people are like, oh man, this guy like shows up to church in leggings and a, you know, a tank top because he is, <laughs> he lives and breathes workout or the, you know, right. shows up in under armor and all these things. And I think it's kind of that mindset where like this person lives and breathes a, a, a life of prayer where, you know, those people you just come up to like, oh, I'm going through this or like, let's pray right now. Um, I think that's the mindset of just knowing that we're always in reliance of God and always one, he's always there listening. Mm-hmm. And so having having that view of, God, you're always there. And yeah. I forget who it was, but there was 1800s. This guy would have these board meetings as, as a church. And as he would talk to the board members, he would stop and pause. And they're like, what is he doing? And he would talk to Jesus, you know, in his prayer, in his head. He would just be like asking the Lord constantly and and waiting for responses. And 
as crazy as that is, um, I think there's so many times in our day where we can remember that, you know, the posture of prayer, we don't always have to be on our knees or eyes closed. Like we could be walking and just real quick in our mind, you know, Lord, what do I do about this? And Mm -hmm. yeah, constantly inviting Jesus into our life. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you look at what prayer is and prayer is just communication with the Lord, you know, prayer isn't always necessarily like, does that mean I have to always be like asking God? Like it's like it's not right. It's not necessarily you giving your request. It's like, like it, like you would have like you think of your friendships that you might have. Imagine how horrible your friendships would be if you only talked to your best friend once a week, right? On Sundays, yeah, for sure. You know, like that wouldn't lead or lend itself to the a depth of relationship with that person. And it's, it's with the Lord since He is omnipresent mm-hmm. and He's mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, we can communicate with him. And I like how you said that, Hollow. It's not necessarily about like, okay, well, does that mean that when I'm driving, I have to bow my head and close my eyes while I'm on the five freeway? And like, Unless you're no. in a Tesla. Then it's <laughs> easy. And then it's fine. <laughs> and you can. In the backseat. Elon. <laughs> yeah. But it's just this, it's that constant communication. You know, you're thanking the Lord for this delicious coffee you're drinking. You're praising God for the wonderful weather that we have here in um, South County. You're... Asking the Lord to help you out because you're in a situation that you don't know how to get out of. You're asking God for wisdom. You know, and it's just this, it's a conversation. You know, I once heard a pastor say that, like, if you don't know how to pray, pray what you got. There's no official way <laughs> yeah. to, there's not like, like hollow, like you read, there's not like, thou Lord art the one <laughs> omnipotent. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not the way to talk. Like, your prayer you're like you're the way that you pray should not sound different than the way that you talk yeah because that's who you are and god made you that way and so you know god desires to have that conversation that that communication with us version with me today um, of the Bible, and it's the Amplified Classic version. It says, be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. And I like the, you touched on it, like just not giving up. I think sometimes you just throw up a prayer and be like, oh, whatever. It's like yeah. a Hail Mary pass and it's like done. But I think Paul's um, goal with this is like, hey, keep seeking the face of God. Like, yeah. That's always a good thing. Like always coming back, praying, yeah. un, unswayed, like mm. no matter what's going on, like I'm just going to keep praying and keep seeking the Lord. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I give up like way too easy. Oh, yeah. um, where I'm like, ah, it didn't work. Like we're done. And so we, I think Paul is communicating, like don't have that attitude in prayer. Like we're just like give up, you know, and think of Daniel for 21 days. Like he prayed, there's an angel coming to help him. But for 21 days, he was fighting against like this crazy demon. And so it was delayed in coming. So, um, Daniel kept praying and kept praying and and not ceasing in that and not uh, giving up. So Mm. persevering in prayer, I think is a, is a way that God builds into us and like puts into our bones iron too, Mm. you know, and, 
Um, but you don't want to become one of those people that you're like, you can't make a decision because you're like, I got to pray um, about whether to get an Altima or the, or the Toyota Corolla. Like, which one? And they're, you know, like, God, do you want me to have the Altima? Because you are the ultimate God, <laughs> you know, or, you know, like, is that where you're leading me and guiding me? It's like, pick a car, dude, yeah. and drive, you know, and go to church and go tell people about Jesus. Like, that's the goal. Yeah. And Paul, you know, same thing. Like, yeah. whether whether I'm in prison, whether I'm out on the street, whether pe- he's like, the gospel is preached, so I'm going to rejoice. Yeah. And I'm going to keep praying that the gospel goes out. Like, yeah. I'm not going to cease in doing that. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. think... You don't want to become crippled in the sense of like, you yeah. can't move. Yeah. You can't just make decisions as an adult of like, what sandwich to eat, you know, ham or turkey. And you're like, turkey. well, let me get an answer from turkey heaven. I had an English teacher like that, uh, like that, where we'd be like, Miss so-and-so, can we <laughs> go? She would take us to this burrito place next door, like for um, first period. She would like walk us over sometimes. And so we would ask her like, Miss blah, blah, blah. I don't want to say her name out loud. Because she's probably not listening anyway, but um, can we go to Bill's Bill's Burritos? Bill's Burgers actually is what it's called. Killer breakfast burritos, insane. Always the will of God. Oh, always God's <laughs> will. And she'd be like, "Let me pray about it." And she'd like close her eyes. Yeah, this is also the lady who used to speak in tongues and and interpret her own tongue in in class in English class. <laughs> so weird. So so she would pray like, "Let me pray about it." And she would close her eyes and like for a moment pray. And she's like, you know what, God? No, God, not today. And we're like, well, I guess we can't argue with that. Yeah, I like, can't argue with the will of God, you know. But it was yeah. like, but that, but I okay. feel, I feel like that's a. <laughs> it's like a great example used poorly. Yes, you know, like because oh, it's thank not, you. Yeah, yeah. No, I used a great example. No, 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 no. She did that. <laughs> oh, that. Not, yes. Just my example. Everything was a poor... that you said was horrible. <laughs> Don't None of that listen made... to Andrew. Can we turn his okay. mic off? Bill's we're actually sure. We're muting his mic right now. Sorry. No, I'm saying the the example she gave, like because right. because we should we should con- I think most of the messes that we get ourselves into in life are because we did not consult the Lord first. Oh, for sure. You I'm know? not saying like just yeah. don't you know forget it. Like make decisions, whatever, yeah. really nilly. Yeah. Like, but God doesn't really care head. whether or not you go to the burrito shop unless. He's trying to tell you, hey. Or does he you care? Need, you need to stop eating burritos. <laughs> like The burrito was poison. One less burrito. <laughs> you never know. Had you just been in class like you're supposed to, which is my will for you, you yeah. never would have gotten food poisoning. Yeah. No. That's a bad it's, example. No, it's, no that it's was a great, great example. It's a great example. It's a great example because people can take it. There's those people that kind of are like hyper yeah. Christian easy and uh, Christian easy. That sounds like a rapper. It is, Christian yeah. Is, is it Christian Yeezy? Kanye? What? Yeah. <laughs> Christian Yeezy. <laughs> but I mean, I just I like that idea that both of you guys said it to not give up on praying. Mm. You know, and I think the reason we don't pray so much is because we do give up. You know, yeah. um, and I, while you're talking about that, reading the Amplified Version, Andrew, it reminded me how Jesus gave that uh, parable and he said there's a widow that came to a king and kept coming and coming to plead her case and finally the king was like you know what I'm so not like he's just like you keep coming yeah. so I'm going to answer it because yeah. it's just you're constantly in my ear like and Jesus said if this unrighteous king 
answered the request of a persistent widow, how much more will your loving father mm. yeah, for answer sure. your request? And and the the verse that he, uh, I really like it because it's in Luke 18. I wrote this verse down. It says that he told them that parable to effect that they should always pray and not lose heart. For sure. You know, and it's like, I think so often we pray with ceasing mm. because we lose heart, mm-hmm. you know, in certain things or we're just like, ah, oh, just going to give up. Well, would you say that praying is difficult? Like just in general, cause you're, you're talking to the air. Like if, if you're just, just in a real sense, like praying is, is often like just a weird thing. You're like, I'm, I'm talking, but I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to the Lord, but he's not here. Yeah. But I know that he's here and is mm-hmm. like, he's omnipresent. He's yeah. here. Well, I think there's ways to pray without talking. Right. Without, there's ways without, of, yeah. you know, like. But for me, in order for me to like stay on track, like I gotta pray out loud. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm like in la la land, like going crazy. But I think in just the sense of like, like I in doing youth ministry, I was talking to kids like, "Hey, man, you should pray about that." And he's like, I, "One kid was like, I, I can't pray. It's so weird." And that really struck me as like, "Oh, like for a kid that's got saved and like now I now I'm instructed to talk to no one." He's like, "That's weird. Like I don't even know how to do that." So prayer, I think when you're praying to, to an empty room, but your understanding is that God is present and he hears, I think sometimes we can lose heart in the sense that like, is this even leaving the ceiling? Like, is this going past the roof? Like, is it reaching heaven's ears? And I think Paul's encouragement would be like, yes, it is. Like it is absolutely. God hears your prayers. Like if you're coming with a, a heart that is pure before the Lord, you're confessing of sin, like there's nothing between you and the Lord that's that's hindering that prayer. He hears you. Don't give up praying. Keep on praying. Yeah. You know. It takes faith. To it pray. does. Yeah, and for sure. James even says, "Hey, when you pray, ask in faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be somebody that doubts because if you doubt, you're like a wave tossed in the sea. You know. Right. And yeah, of course it takes faith to pray. There's sometimes where you're. Sometimes when I'm in the car, a long drive, sometimes when I'm driving by myself. When I used to drive from Costa Mesa down here to church in San Juan, um, it'd be like a 45-minute drive. Sometimes the traffic, and I would just talk to the Lord out loud in my car. I'd be like, oh, no, no. And sometimes I'd be in traffic, <laughs> and I would see like somebody look look at me. This is before there was Bluetooth in cars, okay? And, stuff. <laughs> and somebody looked at you, and I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Like, is this guy talking to himself? And you're like, oh, dang it. That's when you give a little like you, Bob, yeah. so it looks yeah, like you're singing. He looks like you're rapping. No, but I mean, it takes faith yeah. to. I mean, you know, it takes faith to 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 believe that God is there and that He's listening. It, it takes faith to follow the Lord, you know, and um, and that's how we live. Yeah. We live. We're called to live by faith, and it's also a discipline. I mean, it, it's something you have to purpose. You know, not just. You know, personally, like, yeah, you do have those times where maybe it's night and, you know, maybe it's, you know, before a meal and you have those prayers. But, you know, maybe you're saying, hey, the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up, like, I'm going to, hey, spend a minute in prayer. You Mm -hmm. know, you don't have to set these big goals like 45 minutes, Lord, I'm going to (laughs) nonstop talk. Um, And remembering prayer, like you said, is communication. God isn't this genie. So I think a lot of times we look at prayer like, what else do I want? (laughs) What else am I? But. (laughs) <laughs> prayer can be worship, you know, just yeah. praising God for who he is. Yes. Um, pray the Psalms. You know, uh-huh. if you run out of things to pray about, yeah. open the Bible and yeah. pray the Psalms. Yeah. There's great prayer books out there too of saints of old, like in the 1800s that wrote their prayers out. And like, that's a good way to start mm-hmm. too. Like pray this old dead guy's prayer. 
Mm. And it's like, wow. And you read it and you're like, man, that is a, I remember I used to do that with Spurgeon, read some of his prayers out loud in the morning. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I want this for my life. Like he's so eloquent. Sometimes you're like, I don't even know. You know, and you're like, (laughs) what did he say? Yeah. (laughs) Do it, God. But, but God, yeah. You know, and Jesus says, don't pray with vain repetition. You know, there's certain right. ways to approach God. We didn't even talk about the Lord's Prayer. We probably should have brought, that's probably oh, there's a good like way the, to bring There's this model of prayer that Jesus <laughs> yeah. gave. I had it in my notes, just so you guys know. <laughs> Did you? I just want to feel like, oh, oh, man. a little special. Wow. You know. Man. Yeah, but yeah. I think also, like, we're. I feel like we're talking about prayer in this, like, this is really hard. There's also... I feel like there's so many times it's just an excitement to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like when you're in a, a new relationship, it's like, no, you hang up first. No, you hang up. <laughs> and it's like, that's that's how I want my prayer life to be. Like, man, Lord, no, no, you I'm, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, I'm going to keep talking. Like, stop. nonstop excitement. You know, when you get home from a crazy event and like, you're just like telling your family about it, like, oh my gosh, and then this happened. And then, oh my gosh, and it was crazy. Like, yeah. I think bringing God into that too. everything we can out of this because we're probably talking way too long on this or maybe we're not but let's pray about it it's pretty <laughs> should I mean, we stop we should stop <laughs> no but it's like burgers. it kind of brings me back and i don't know about you guys but it brings me back to that moment when i first got saved and man i asked the lord about it i i, I mean, for me personally like it was just something that was like a really sweet moment in my life where i dramatically and drastically changed my life my life l- went from chasing after my own desires and getting into a mess of trouble and now to being forgiven mm-hmm. and clean and given purpose and like I would talk to the Lord about everything I prayed and and I and I was the guy that like before I went on my homecoming date I prayed like uh, this was after I got saved like that's I was, rad I was like Lord just bless tonight like and I don't remember what I said but it was just something that like I remember getting on my knees in my room and like, I would talk to the Lord like, like that. I was, there's such an excitement and Mm -hmm. such a, and I think sometimes you grow old. Ah, GK Chesterton. GK Chesterton. Quincy, just keep hitting this with those quotes. (laughs) Sometimes you just grow old in doing the same thing over and over again Mm -hmm. and you forget the wonder of it all. Yeah. And you forget the wonder of being young and just like, Lord, light that fire again Mm -hmm. of just, Man, just that love and that joy for you to know, like you said, Hollow, like that excitement, like as excited as you are to tell your best friend of this cool story you met, like to be that way with the Lord. Like, God, thank you. Like, you know, like, yeah, to not, to not grow old in the monotony of being a Christian. Hmm. Because he said, what does he say? Because our... Because we father. have grown old, yeah. our, our, our sin has called us, caused us to grow old, and, yeah. and our heavenly Father is younger than we. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's killer. Yeah, that's that kills me every time. <laughs> it's true. You just get old and grumpy. And yeah, you, get you do. Cynical for sure. and 
I think we could fall into this like, oh, I, I served my time already too. Like, <laughs> I was back there at the tent, so uh, I'm good. <laughs> like, you know, you just want to. The tent. Yeah. No, you just want to, I don't know, in a relationship, like it, it takes work and you don't want to just get to that point where you're like the classic sitcom couple. Um, and, and the same thing with our prayer life. Like yeah. it does take work and we do have to be disciplined and, and like Zach said, like there's nothing wrong um, if your prayer life feels a little stale. Like get a prayer book, read those things, and I think even having like a prayer buddy, <laughs> prayer like, buddy, prayer buddy, as weird as that sounds, buddy. like yeah, ha- have a friend. Like hey, like can we just pray about this on like a weekly basis or when you're at church, you know, grab Andrew. Everybody just grab Andrew and go yes. pray with oh, him. Man. Take all his time. Please don't touch me. You can come up for prayer anytime. Toe wrestle. Toe wrestle. Yeah, don't toe wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> no. Toe wrestle him hey, first. But, and then. Yeah. Don't, please don't. But here's, here's what's cool about this, this text. It does, it preaches the gospel. Praying without ceasing means that we have the ability to approach God anytime, anywhere. And that is because of Jesus Christ. Amen. So like you have access to the throne of God anytime, anywhere. We have the ability and been given the gift of access to God because of Christ. So Mm -hmm. we can pray without ceasing. Like that's, that's an incredible gift uh, from God that, that only preaches the gospel further of like, this is only available because of what Christ has done. Yeah. So it goes back to rejoicing because of what Christ has done, praying without ceasing because of what Christ has done and giving thanks because of what Christ has done. Yeah. The last one we didn't really, but it's, it's kind of connected to prayer, giving thanks and everything. Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, for sure. Prayer, but, Right on. Yeah, so it's almost like let's pray to to kind of wrap this whole question up. It's just it, I'm reminded of that verse where Paul says, um, "Oh man, I'm gonna misquote it, and I won't turn to it, but something along the lines of where he's like, "Don't be deceived by Satan, who's trying to deceive you away from the pure and the simplicity of devotion to Christ." It's like sometimes these things become so difficult. Can I rejoice always? Can I? because We've strayed away from the simplicity of just having a relationship with God. Stay young. Yeah. It's like, stay young. Yeah. Stay young and in your walk with the Lord and keep fanning those flames of um, devotion and affection to Him and loving the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. Well, we had two questions. We spent like 40 minutes on one. (laughs) We don't want to kill you guys. So maybe you're really digging this. You're like, man, this rare sighting of this podcast is just food to my Sasquatch hunting soul. (laughs) And uh, Squatchers, is that what they're called? Squatchers. Squatchers. I'm a Squatcher. Squatch Watch. Got a Sasquatch on my water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) But if you if you want to hear part two and what the second question was, which is little hint hint on surrender, surrendering to God, listen to part two. The next episode where us three are gonna be back and we're gonna to listen to or we're gonna talk about that one. But thanks for sticking with us here at Lightning Rounds. We know our episodes are super inconsistent. Mm. But know that you guys hold a special place in Andrew's heart. Yeah, we just want to keep you on your toes. Like, is it coming out? Is it not coming out? Did it happen? Is like it going to happen? Kind of li- came back to toe wrestling right yeah. there. It all kind of came circle. Ab- your- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Special place in my heart, right next to Predator movies and Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
And now, toe wrestling. And now, toe wrestling. Are there other... Yeah. There are other things that are close to my heart, but those two things are Those two things. Mountain Dew and the Predator movie. Yeah. I love Predator. And, well, not really, because it's rated R. I shouldn't say that a lot. I only like VeggieTales. The VeggieTales version. (laughs) The VeggieTales version. I think other things that are close to my heart are my children, my wife, (laughs) the Lord. (laughs) That's right. Just on an earthly material level. Schwarzenegger <laughs> and a good old f- freezing dew. <laughs> An iced Seven Eleven Mountain Dew. Oh, slurpy. For some reason, it's just so much better at Seven Eleven. Mm. I think it's the mixture. I could probably debate against that. Me and Hall have a story on that one. Really? Seven Eleven has has treated me wrongly. Oh, just so. bless me. <laughs> Blessed and wrecked all at the same time. <laughs> like as you get the hot dogs. Oh, thank heaven. That's exactly you buy the hot dogs. Got. Yeah. With we the jalapenos. The pizza. pizza. We got pizza the night before we went to Israel. We flew out to Israel, me and Hollow, for the church trip. For, uh, Andrew oh, yeah, was, yeah, I was on that trip. <laughs> Just you guys there? went to Israel by yourself. Hey. <laughs> 7 Eleven wrecked that 19 hour flight for me. Oh, I had a 7 Eleven pizza. That wrecked me. Yeah. But Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Anyways, well, if you like this episode or you think somebody else will, which might be rarer than Sasquatch, uh, share it with a friend <laughs> or feel free to give our podcast a rate and review on the podcast app. Not an irate review, <laughs> but a rate and review. Yeah. Okay. What's an irate? A very angry review, <laughs> which might happen. If you're out there, Miss Cutler, please don't leave. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Instagram at refuge underscore SJC. And that's also where you can send us in our, or send us your questions. Or you can email them to Pastor Andrew too at Pastor Andrew at ccsjc.com. Come hang with us in person on Thursdays at 7. Come on. We just had a hymn night. Oh, that was wonderful. That was terrifying for me as I led worship for that. I'm still crying. From Come You Sinners. Oh, that, that song, just like the pizza from 7-Eleven, has <laughs> wrecked my soul. <laughs> so It's so The beautiful. Psalms of Andrew. Oh, man. It's Lord, just... as the pizza <laughs> from 7-Eleven has wrecked me. So, <laughs> so, so good. Thought, <laughs> just I think you're done crying. It just hits you again. It hits me again, man. <laughs> just wave like after wave after pizza. Wave. Just like 7-Eleven pizza. You just you good. flow. <laughs> Anyways, if you like this, come hang with us on Thursdays at 7 uh, for Refuge and Adults at Calvary Chapel, San Juan Capistrano. We'll catch you on the next episode with Hollow of Lightning Rounds. Peace. Adios.